as if Mac Miller and Ariana Grande weren't already relationship goals. I'm like, bro, th- yeah. that is so not relationship you, I don't goals. Think you know what that term means. Right? <laughs> Punch. Kind of sick, not to brag. Same. I'm a little under the weather. Oh, yeah. I don't feel sick. I just sound sick. I listened to the podcast last week, and I sounded very stuffed up and nasally. Is there anything worse than listening to the podcast? Period. (laughs) No. Is there anything worse than listening to the podcast and knowing that you were struggling, just like physically, a lot worse than you thought? I always go back to the buck one, where I'm like, all right, I'm grinding this one out. Hungover AF. Proud of yourself after I'm you finish, okay. then go back and listen. Yeah, because like, I was edit. I, I had to edit dead. that one, so I was. List- I had to listen back to all that, and I just heard myself dying with each word, and it was horrible. But um, yeah, so you didn't sound you. You weren't sick on the last episode, but you sounded sick. Yep. And now you still kind of sound a little sick. Maybe it's just my new voice. Pete has a congrats on the voice. You have a new <laughs> voice. That's awesome. You always had a deep voice, but there was a bit of a bounce to it. And I th- you're, you're losing that now. Oh, sick. With this new At voice. At the age of 25, losing my bounce. Second puberty. You know how they have, like, you know how our generation... Has I didn't a- have first puberty, so I don't know. <laughs> you, know you know how our generation has a quarter-life crisis? Yeah. Um, which, by the way, to those who haven't been through it, watch out. That thing is a Seems like a wild time. Hey, you, you Did you not <laughs> have it? I'm not there yet, I don't think. I had it at, like, 23, 24, and it is... Ugh. That thing is lit. You'll go on. Yeah, man. It's it's like good and bad because you just like lose all of your like. Your, Seems like a midlife crisis too. Good and bad. Like right. It's, midlife crisis sounds awesome as hell. Right. You got so much expendable income. Exactly. Like you got nothing to live for, so just go for it. Right. Your your guard completely comes down. Like even at twenty one, twenty two, you're like, you know what? I've had a little too much fun. I've been out, like, I've had this many drinks. It's time to t- turn in. Like, even in college, I was the guy at the bar that was, like, looking at my watch. And then w- once you get to a quarter-life crisis, you just go off the rails. I'm a huge fan of, of older people who just, like, are ready to die and, <laughs> and just, like, have no care for whatever they do. That's big pretty example. much been me since my <laughs> quarter-life crisis. I never came out of it. One of my, uh, one of my big winners this week was Alex Trebek. Did you see the Jeopardy, oh, yeah. Jeopardy clip yeah. where he fucking just, he gave approximately zero. He was like, on that. "You're a loser." Yeah, uh, he he's basically entering into David Letterman world now. Yeah, where David Letterman was like, "I've been do- <laughs> throwing shit all over <laughs> yeah. place." Like, I don't he was care. like, "I've been I'm doing paid, I've bitch. been doing this for so long. Right. I'm making so much money. I'm never getting fired, so right. I get to do whatever I want. So huge fan of that. Keep an eye on Alex Trebek. <laughs> Keep an eye. If Alex Trebek were on Twitter, he would be our what to our what to watch for this week. But yeah, I I love that because you've got to kind of occupy your brain. Think of all the rock stars who hit these uh, heights that they never thought that they would achieve. And they're like, oh, okay, time to turn to drugs. And they just turn to drugs for a little while because they need to feel something. It's why badasses like us, once the podcast really started going, we're like, you know what? We got to start jumping off cliffs. We need <laughs> that jolt. And Feidelberg was like, jump off this little one. We were like, no, nah, man, we're going to go off this super, super high one. And we were really the, I guess what I'm saying is we're kind of the badasses in our friendship with John Feidelberg. That's on, that's recorded. That's true. You think uh, once the podcast gets more than like fifteen listeners per week, that we'll turn to drugs? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, we've already proven that we can get free drugs. Have we just talked about this? I've guys. never turned to drugs before. 
<laughs> I don't think I have either. Like I've done a drug before. Right. I've, I've, I've never been like, oh, I need a drug. Right. I need this drug. Turning to drugs sounds crazy. <laughs> like things have to be bad enough. And I didn't turn to drugs in my quarter life crisis. I, I you know what? I, uh, how do you, what, what's the drinking equivalent of turning to drugs? Turning to alcohol. So you turn to the bottle, is that what they say? Yeah, hit the bottle. Yeah, right. I, I started hitting the bottle. Fall off the wagon? Fall off the wagon, but I feel like you can't fall off the wagon. This you, is gonna you, have be to, a, you have to get on the wagon I first. was going to say, this is going to be a controversial take. And I I had friends in high school. You know when you, you meet up with your high school friends like literally once a year, once you start going to college. Spoiler alert to, your, to the high school people. You're going to lose all your friends. Um... I remember I was meeting up with one of my friends, and we were catching up, and we were talking about uh, diff- different people with whom we went to high school. And she was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so became an alcoholic. And I was like, in college. And she was like, yeah, he, ha- he, he can't drink anymore. Everybody's an alcoholic and, in college. And that's what I said. And as I say that, I, I know the people are going to hear this, and they're going to yell at us for this, but... It's really hard to tell who is and who isn't right. an alcoholic yeah. at that age. The the nineteen year olds getting autom- like getting unlimited booze. It's hard to tell. I was definitely uh, my sophomore year. I was out of control. What a fat guy I was. <laughs> there's there's a picture of me and my buddy Pat, and we're just hanging out, and it's the worst picture in the world. I was just so fat. Yeah, I don't know if I classify anybody as an uh, as an alcoholic in college, unless like like you're, you're drinking like before class and shit. And right, I think you could maybe tell who might be an alcoholic going forward. You, you would yeah, say you that can all tell like, you can tell who's on the path. Right, you would say that all the time about your friends, though, right? You'd be like, yeah, oh man, that guy's yeah. an alcoholic. I'd say that in high school and shit. Be like, that dude's gonna be an alcoholic. Such a fun term to throw around because it's not like that. It's not like <laughs> alcoholism is a serious thing that <laughs> ruins right. countless lives. It, people, Everyone just laughs it like, off. Like pe- people don't go around being like oh what a drug addict <laughs> right yeah exactly like oh that guy's gonna have like deep, somebody deep smokes, problems somebody lights up a doobie and like oh drug addict right that's so this is the darkest uh light opening to an episode we've had but yeah when you get to that quarter life crisis you're gonna start hitting the bottle you hopefully don't turn to drugs um again we're i like our relationship with drugs for the purposes of this podcast I think that it's kind of cool to have two guys who are just out there saying, like, look, guys, just we're saying no to drugs cool. and making we're it cool. We're trying to be hip. Uh, if, uh, just, just, we, we can't do the whole drugs. We thing. don't need these drugs. I think I would be a terrible drug user. I just gotta We've already proven anything. this through our analysis of the night of. When we had no idea what Nas was doing in prison. <laughs> but we soldiered on, which I'm a big <laughs> fan of. I, uh, for work, I was doing a Facebook Live thing uh, with uh, the god Gary Tangway. And we were like, oh, we can talk about some pop culture stuff that's going on. We were talking about music and movies that had come out. And neither of us had seen a couple of them. And Gary was like, oh, we can't talk about that. And I was saying... Wrong. I, cha- I actually brought it up when we were doing it because... You and I are maybe the two biggest advocates of breaking down stuff that they a have don't no know about, <laughs> b have not seen or heard. I think that's where you get the more honest takes. You know, a lot of a lot of sports radio guys say, you know, you can't trust beat writers because they're too close to the action. You know, they they've got relationships with these people, so they're trying to protect them. I think that when you see a movie or listen to a song, you can't be trusted to give an honest take. See, he, here's the thing. I don't understand why we're not allowed to review movies or music or songs that we haven't seen or heard because like half of the sports media world 
writes and talks about exactly. writes and talks about sports that they don't watch. And so you know what Gary said that exact thing. He was like, "How many times do you hear sports radio guys not watch a game?" I mean, basically, anytime people talk about the Bruins on the radio, <laughs> yeah, anytime exactly. they t- and that's just us speaking as Boston guys. I'm sure that doesn't happen in every other market because other markets probably don't even talk about hockey right. at all. At least in Boston, they kind of fake it. They I don't even know what they do. Do they look at box scores or something? Probably. They certainly don't watch highlights because they, they don't know how to say any of the players' read names. Read the scores. Right, yeah. Oh, man. The the pronunciation of Pasternak from from radio host to radio host to across Pasternak. the town. i got to give shouts to, to my dudes, Dale Arnold, Jim Murray, Michael Hawley. Those guys know it. Those guys got on lock. So that's the little test. Um, we need to have a... Oh, I'm, I actually had a take I wanted to make on being sick. Um, if somebody tells you to drink lots of fluids when you're sick, are you allowed to kill them? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. It's that's, like one of the earliest things that you learn in life. So yes. if somebody says that, it's just like, shut the fuck up. That's like saying I'm going to get in a car and someone's like, hey. Don't get in an accident. Wear a seatbelt. <laughs> How about that? Ever think about that one? No. They're like, wow, thank you for your service. It's like, hey, you know the cars are actually very dangerous. <laughs> really. Um, yeah, I. there's a lot of sick etiquette that kind of bugs me. Um, Just don't. There, there, there's nothing. The bring you soup thing is only cute sometimes. Sometimes it's like, no, nah, man, I'm trying to see nobody right now. <laughs> James Stewart brought me soup once when I was sick. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Like my, my dear pal? Yes. Really? Jimmy Stewart, yes. Uh, oh, wait. I know this story, kind of. He, we, we were, like, supposed to do a podcast, and I was really sick. Yes. And he just, like, showed up and brought me soup. So, good guy. That's awesome. Good guy. Bad Bruins takes. Right. <laughs> really bad Bruins takes. And I love him. I was texting with him yesterday. He, he made a little joke about me because I obviously don't go to Bruins practices anymore. Um, so what? I said <laughs> something about right. I said something about the Bruins, and he tweeted, "Missed you at practice," and I responded, "It's okay. I didn't need to be there. We had you there saying how good how good the Brandon line Carlo were. looks in practice. I in covering nothing the like Boston analyzing Bruins, the line right, rushes for in like practice. seven years, and I've gotten way too serious about Bruins stuff at times because that just happens when you're on a beat. You think that's the only thing that exists, and you get way too engulfed in it." I have never, ever, ever watched a practice and been like, watch this out for this guy tomorrow. <laughs> he's got a bit of a, he's got a hop in his step. Dude, some they're fire in his game. But it's that's practice. But that's why I love James, because he wanted to go into that practice. He loves Brandon Carlo. He wanted to go into that practice, excited about Brandon Carlo. He saw him do a lap kind of <laughs> quickly during warm-ups, and he was like, that hell yeah. <laughs> this is the year of Brandon Carlo. Uh, Shouts Brandon Carlo. He kind of played well last night. Bad first period. I thought he was gonna. I thought that that whole defense was going to be deceased yeah. by the end of the game. The second goal was was like on him. So that was gotta have a better stick. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big guys with good sticks guy. To those who Louis, haven't listened Louis to Erickson. Sunday Skate, Louis Erickson, kind of kind of my boo. <laughs> um, I almost had a Twitter meltdown last night, but I decided I don't need to because I can now do cursory Bruins takes. That is that's a. That's a big win for you. Yeah. I, uh, it, yesterday, you get to do that too. You yeah, get to no, yeah, for sure, spots. for sure. Uh, yesterday, I had a. Uh, yesterday was like my preseason moment. I started to get into it with people, and I was like, "Fuck, I you don't have to." Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I had forgotten that it's like it's been a, it's been a year. The off season kind of erased my memory of what it's like to experience a Bruins game on Twitter. And I was like, halfway through the game, I was like, 
you know what? Nope, not going to do this. I think that we should make this a segment, or we should call it out as a segment as we realize we're doing it. One of our reviews, it was a negative review. It was uh, sports writers talking about their Twitter accounts. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. That's the yeah. most fun thing in the world to do if you're a it's sports all writer. We have. You don't have anything else. Yeah. Um, ever since Feidelberg told us that little uh, one chance rule, you know? The, uh, oh, the mute, the mute thing. If, if somebody gives you guff and it's not funny. It makes a bad first impression, right. you mute them. You get, th- I've, then you, I've done that more. I've done that so much. Yeah. I, there was a guy going at me last night. I ended up searching his name after I <laughs> muted him to see if he was still playing along. And man, that guy was going in and he was just, it's great because you basically put someone into a corner and they're shouting you, at the wall. Right. You, you, <laughs> you put them in the middle of an island and they're yelling into the void. What makes me so upset is, and this is, I guess, me having the Twitter meltdown that I didn't have last night, is a lot of hockey fans are just dumb. And yeah. when Dave, yeah. so David Backus scored two goals last night, one was on a rebound in the slot on an empty net, and one was a redirection in front of the net. And people started tweeting at me saying, oh, yeah, so... Yeah, big mistake to to sign Backus over Louis Erickson. Fam, how did Louis Erickson score literally all of his goals? And then, so I would say, I would say uh, Erickson is really good in front of the net, and they would say, "Ha, he's soft. He doesn't right. go to the net." And it's so it's so disheartening when you're in a sports discussion with somebody, and then it's revealed that they just. That there's no way that you're going to win because they're so dumb. Because they're so dumb. Uh, the girl who started the Twitter argument involving me and Jenny Slate with uh, this one bozo guy, she said in it, um, it's hard to win a an argument against a smart person. It's impossible to win an argument against a stupid yep. person. And that is so I was true. like, <laughs> where's my man Adam LaRusso? Tattoo that on me right now. It's... But I that happens even when you're not watching like your city's games. I remember I I gotten I had something of a Twitter meltdown during the Cup Finals a couple years ago just because people are bozos, man. But you get to ignore them. It's such a douchey move, but I I kind of love it. Just right. I like the idea. I like the idea of being accessible and responding to everybody. And and, I think that we would both be considered guys who respond to everything. Pretty right? much. Which, like, when I see... How many tweets have you had? Probably like 80, 90,000, something like that? Yeah, like, probably like 80, yeah. Something okay, so I'm, I'm like, probably like 65, 70, something like that. Maybe a little more. Um, when I yeah. see people who have 200,000 tweets, I'm like, what could you possibly be doing? Right. I feel like I respond to every single... Right. And people with fewer followers than us, and yeah. they have hundreds of thousands yeah. of tweets... Um, it it's unbelievable. Blows my mind because what what are you doing? <laughs> are you only tweeting every second of the day? I feel like I'm already doing that. By the way, they should only, they shouldn't count those towards tweets, in my opinion. Responses, yeah, yeah. It should be like a tax write off of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? You're tweeting, but you are making Twitter a better place. So my policy is basically like, oh, I'll respond to you unless I feel like it's going to make me mad. Right, I'm starting to get better at that. Um, but I, I don't do the if someone says says me something I don't like, uh, sends me something I don't like, I don't mute them right away. I wait until there's an interaction that kind of suggests that they're bozos. Fair um, and it sucks because I've I've cultivated uh, maybe like a little corner of mock hockey Twitter where people will respond to things I say with uh, 
should have never done whatever. And I have to click on their account to see if they're serious or not. Because one guy, I thought he was making a joke, and I started to retweet it. And then I looked, and no, nope, other tweets he, were very bad. They were like <laughs> his last thing pre- prior to that was a retweet of Trump. I was oh, like, okay, yeah. not off to a yeah. good start. And then I saw some hockey takes, and I was like, oh no, this guy is just exactly the person that Who we I'm make f- that we make fun of on Twitter. Um, we need to have a quick before we get to the reviews. We got to have a Ken Bonas over party. Yeah, we definitely do. I I I'm t- I told you, despise I said it, him. I said it on the I said it on the first the first episode. Yeah. I was like, I don't want this guy to be anything. Right. I want him. I want Ken Bone to just go away because he's so great. Right after the debate. And what do you know? Ken Bone did not go away. He did the very opposite, and he just got in everybody's faces. Yeah, took tried to take as much shine as he could. Yeah. Sold out immediately, and fuck that guy. And he's he got famous by being dumb. Uh, if you're an undecided voter in this election, <laughs> right. then you are one of the twenty dumbest people in the world. Right. And he, um, like you said, you can be a Trump supporter. You can just be like a smart man who also happens to be racist and in the worst person in the world but you're smarter than a person who can't tell the difference between these two yet you know you 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 can be a bad person or you can be logical right i like i said last week it's basically like you're embracing the fact and that you're the worst right that you're a terrible person right uh but to not know terrible right but to not know yet is really really not a good look uh i don't i didn't even oh here's why i don't like ken bone um, the bone zone is too important to me. I can't have the, and I'm seeing so many tweets. I sent one is once we saw Ken bone. I think everyone started doing the whole bone zone thing. Uh, the bone zone is, it's my favorite term in the world. I would love to say it someday. Uh, and I hate that it is just associated with Ken bone. Now. I know it's, uh, I don't know if you saw it though, but, but Ken Bone like actually legitimately fucks. Does he? I, yeah. Have you have you seen the? Uh, there's. I mean, like right after he he got famous, his his uh, Christian rock band bandmates came out and they were like, at the time when we were playing, he was the only one who wasn't a virgin. And then like this week, was that because they were a Christian rock band? Probably. <laughs> uh, and then this week, uh, his Reddit profile was kind of exposed, and he had like previous comments where he would like comment on like porn things. And then there was like one where he. I know about, a lot of guys who are big into Reddit porn stuff. They don't necessarily. <laughs> right, <fuck. laughs> right. But there was also a comment that he left about uh, getting a vasectomy, and he was talking about. Fucks like, too hard. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> He's got too strong of a stream. Too powerful. Uh, too strong swimmers. Uh, but he was talking about like how much better it is to like go bareback with his wife. I was like, God damn it, man! Congrats on the wife, Ken Bone. I know, uh, high school sweetheart. Really? Yeah, I uh, just hate him. And every time he posts a picture, he's wearing the Izod sweater. Yeah, just give it a rest, man. Give it a rest. You, it's like uh, in Seinfeld when the girl wears the same dress every day, and Jerry's trying to figure out. If she just has a bunch of them, or if she wears the same thing all the time, uh, nothing particularly cool about Ken Bone. Yeah, he, just, he has he has two hundred thousand Twitter followers. Yeah, I'm very fascinated to see how far that drops off because Solu City. Yeah, got he dropped a bunch up high, and then he dropped a bunch, but he's still probably got right. He's got like eighty thousand or something like that. Right yeah, but he dropped like twenty thousand followers. Ken Bone is going to drop to eleven thousand. 
And I can't <laughs> you wait. think that he's going to lose 190,000 followers? Yeah, and I'm going to watch every... You know what? I'm going to re-follow him just to <laughs> watch at his, the at fall. low? And I'm going to give him a little update. We know what we should do. We, we should do. do a My Week on Twitter thing for Ken Bone going forward. Every week we should say, Ken Bone's week on Twitter. <laughs> like Six tweets, nine Reddit <laughs> M- M- <laughs> AMAs, and 40,000 Twitter followers lost. Yeah. And then Die, just Kenny. Go, go through the responses and just pick out the meanest ones. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why people follow that guy on Twitter. Like, what do you think? What that, are you going to get? What do you, what do you think that that guy's going to do next? Again, he's displayed that he's the he dumbest is. person in the world. <laughs> he, he literally reached his peak. There's nothing more that he that he could do that would be more exciting than what he's already done. Exactly. So, shout outs to you idiots. Shout outs, you idiots, Ken Bone. Uh, Let's let's do our reviews. Yes. Um, We have three of them. We have three, including what I initially diagnosed (laughs) to be a a pretty woke review, and it's not at all. So uh, I guess you guys would be disappointed on this. It's called Why Dot Why Period. So maybe that's a little... John Feidelberg callback humor. Just a little pro tip for that microphone that you're struggling with. If you turn it, if you do like a full rotation, it should tighten. Unless you're going the wrong way. But uh, that, wait, that no wait, I don't know. I don't know. Were you going the right way? No, hold on. You should feel is, it getting tighter. The best part That's is the uh, the windscreen is uh, hitting the kind of bar every time I turn so around. So hear that. every three second people are just gonna hear <laughs> Okay, so uh, <laughs> Y dot says anonymous person. Started listening oh my god, this mic is so much better now. Um, started listening to Started listening to this on the suggestion of a friend because I needed something to listen to while working the night shift at a bakery. Never looked back. DJ, always gives me the vibe being Jewish, even though I'm pretty sure you're not. Must be the nose and the neurotic behavior. Would bring home to my mother and pretend you were Jewish so she'd be happy with my life choices for once. Also, you don't eat, uh, also, quote, you don't eat with your hands. Haven't you ever been depressed? And, quote, people like me need to find excuses to eat, end quote are two of the most painfully relatable things I've ever heard. Pete, your voice belongs to a man a good foot taller than you. Got some bad takes, but still above, above average, unlike your height. I'm sorry? No, I'm not. Huge fan of the way you call David Pasternak, quote, precious angel child on Twitter. Um, that wasn't as woke as I thought initially, there's but it was kind of woke. There's there. There's, yeah. there's some good takes. Uh, I think you def- you definitely do like could pull off Jewish. Oh man, that was the, that those were my big three. I look Jewish, I sound Canadian, and I act gay. Those were like my big three <laughs> back in the day. That is and, that sums you up to a T. That you just put that on your gravestone. And uh, I here lies DJ. Looks looks like a Jew. Right. Sounds like a Canadian. Well, and once dies a virgin. Once those all kind of <laughs> clicked to me. Once those all kind of clicked. I was like, that's kind of fantastic. It's the three things that people actually might associate with me are all untrue. And I agree with that. My voice belongs to a man probably a foot taller and like 60 years older. (laughs) Yeah. When I used to play video games uh, online and stuff, like Call of Duty or whatever. Who's a virgin now? (laughs) Right. Uh, Like talking in the chat rooms. Uh, I used to always like fucking scream at little kids and they'd yell at me for being like, but... Aren't oh, you like you're... 50 years old? You should get a life. I'm so like, you, no, were the, you were 18. the guy in uh, The Breakup. Have you seen The Breakup? Yes. Fantastic yes. movie. Yeah. When he's I like, does Vince your Vaughn. mother know yeah. that I am, <laughs> how badly you're getting beaten right now? Yeah. So that was me. 
as an 18 year old. Um, never did the fucking video game. Yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, congrats on the podcast by RC Fraser 93. DJ and Pete provide great laughs as they break down the hot takes of today. Off, rec- off recommend to friends who rarely follow through, though nevertheless, five out of five stars and a fantastic listen. Good, clean review. Right. I like it. I love we it. We get a lot of uh, friend recommendations. Oh. As I'm learning through through the reviews. And, yes. in, and in life, people tell me that their friends recommend. Uh, so that's that's great. I like that. That's cool. You know what? And I, I definitely don't blame this person's friends for not following through. Like, whenever somebody recommends a podcast to me, I'm just like, yeah, It's off, like when off. someone says, watch this YouTube video. Zero percent <laughs> chance you watch it. Uh, you know what's cool is, I don't know if this is because people are trying to... Um, make my day or whatever, but normally if I if I get quote unquote spotted out in public, nine times out of ten it's like, Deej, tell Felger he's an idiot or something. <laughs> it's like always the same thing. Uh, and now people will say like, Deej, what's up? Love brunch, and they might not even listen, but I like hearing about brunch more than I like hearing about my work. Same. So it's it it makes my day. It, it means that, that we're we're means doing something here. Yeah, um, twenty-seven dresses, but only five stars. Uh, that is a five-star title. Title uh, from J Man thirty-seven. When you have to remind yourself that you aren't actually friends with Deej and Pete, and that you can only listen to their podcast twice a week, and that you only listen to their podcast twice a week. Side note: I need glasses. When I read these reviews out loud, I'm like a I'm not to brag. I'm very good at reading things out loud. <laughs> When I read these reviews, I have, like, a panic attack. Do you want me to take this one off your hands? No, it's okay. I'm just going to do it slowly. Um, When you have to remind yourself that you aren't actually friends with Deej and Pete and that you only listen to their podcast twice a week, you know that's a good show. Great to listen to, but sometimes I pause the podcast in the middle to go listen to a band that is mentioned, and I get so hooked on the music, I never finish the episode. Shouts for introducing me to Haim, saw them at ACL, and they were awesome. Hella jelly. I used to work at a gas station overnight, and since there were few people coming in and out aside from drug addicts and truckers, I used to play the podcast over the speakers while I mopped floors and put the coffee pot on. One day, a nice, innocent-looking mom came in right in the middle of a kid who's having a rough time in prison discussion about some sloppy nutrients. The mom was terrified. My night was made. I like that one. That's a nice little story and a review. Uh, I want to go back to the part where he said... uh, Sometimes he pauses the podcast in the middle to go listen to a band that is mentioned. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, him not coming back to the podcast and we got doing to listen. that. Right. And, you know, like when somebody recommends a band to you or a song to you and you like it, it every time you listen to that band or that song, you you think of that person. Yeah. So I'm completely down with being like. So we got real estate in that person's head. Right. Yeah. Like, so now every time this dude listens to Heim, he's going to be like, nah, nice brunch. And so I'm <laughs> down with that. So that's amazing. Um, it's guerrilla marketing, right? There. <laughs> exactly. At some point, we're going to do something involving one of the members of Heim, and I'm excited for that to happen. Um, God, they got to get that album out. It's it's weighing on me. Uh, I'm going to have my little midlife crisis. Uh, speaking of music, uh, or no, actually, we got to do a James Marsden update. Uh, JP Mars on Twitter. Uh, so basically, the, the long and the short of it is. A bunch of people tweeted at him, and he didn't he respond. Did so, but I don't know if he just didn't respond. I just don't think that that guy uses his Twitter account. I think that might he, be it because 
I would expect he would have blocked us if, <laughs> right. if he was if he was If somebody tweets at you for like a week straight and I threatened to fight him. You threatened him. Yeah. Uh, I was only talking in a cowboy uh <laughs> cowboy slang. type of twang. Yeah. Uh, something about fixing to round him up for for the old podcast. Uh, by the way, I and started of course to our walk. listeners were just like, "Stop being a bitch!" Right? Stop yeah, stop being a bitch. Right. Uh, the bunch is an interesting group. Uh, they're very, very supportive of of us. Have a lot of fun with us, and uh, but they've got a bit of a stoolie vibe to them, yeah. where we have to be like, "Okay, reeled in, reeled in, reeled in." Okay, no, 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 not that far, not that far. Um, so I, I kind of like that because I feel like uh, this is this is kind of like a PG version of a barstool thing, right? This podcast, eh. kind of like if if this were if this were associated with been, Barstool, been called you, a baby fucking podcast. I don't know how PG we can be classified as. Well, we're like the bad boys of PG <laughs> podcasts, the bad boys of Disney movies, right? Anyway, I, I feel like our uh, I feel like the bunch is a much much more tame version of Stoolies because I think as we've mentioned on this before, Stoolies are like the Hell's Angels. They're the most <laughs> yeah. terrifying thing in the world. Maybe sometimes they do good things for people. I'm just really scared of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, That's a good way to put it. Cause it's like the Hell's Angels, like they raise a ton of money right. for, for like kids and stuff like that. And then they'll just murder people. And then they're so. like, no, wait, is that guy giving you guff? You're like, yeah, not really. It's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, he is. You're right. off a bridge. Right. Um, so I guess that's a good way to talk about how we're, we don't want to provoke a group is to call them Hell's Angels. Yeah. That should work out very well for us. Um, on... So we are going to do a thing with Kevin Hart. Um, Kevin oh, Hart has yeah. a movie coming out. It's called What Now? And if you follow Kevin Hart on Twitter, he is, you, as you pointed out, he doesn't. he's not verified. He's not somehow. verified. He has 30 million followers, and he's not verified on Twitter. He'll get to our level someday. Um, he is a huge retweeter of compliments. Yeah. If, you, if you go to his show and you say, like, Oh man, still laughing at and then hashtag whatever the name of the show is. He will retweet it every time. That's all Kevin Hart's Twitter account is. So uh, we want to do a little bit of guerrilla marketing, kind of a theme for this <laughs> show uh, for brunch. Tweet some basically. Let, let's see what the most ridiculous thing you can get Kevin Hart to retweet is. Basically, all you have to do is tweet at him using the hashtag. What, what now? Because that's the name of it. So you got to say something like "just, just seen." Yeah, re- pre- preface everything with "just saw," "just now," or "just saw what now?" Yeah, and what? then say something ridiculous, right? And see what uh, he. I'm trying to think of how we can know about it. Um, if let me think, you can. Uh, you could. We could leave our DMs open, and you can send us the tweet. Or no, just. Just mention sloppy nutrients during it, okay? Just hashtag sloppy nutrients. Yes. Hashtag sloppy nutrients. And then we'll we'll search sloppy nutrients hashtag and we'll see all the all the tweets. So even so, so something as innocent as just saw hashtag what now still rolling got sloppy nutrients. <laughs> and I bet he'll retweet it. Probably. Um, so. so do things like that. Sloppy nutrients and hashtag what we'll now. We'll check back in on Monday. At Kevin Hart for real. Yes, we will check in on Monday. Uh, quick little music thing. Maroon 5 and Kendrick Lamar came out with a song, but did they really? Because that shit sucks. I have not listened to it because I don't have any interest. Yes, don't. You don't want to. Maroon 5 is maybe... It's one of those bands where it's... 
I am so disappointed that they turned out the way that they are because oh, songs about Jane exactly. was amazing. Exactly. If anyone has any take on Maroon Five other than what you just said, I have no respect for them. It's and I don't even like. I don't even know wh- why they became what they became. Like they sold out, obviously, and like because Adam Levine writing- wanted to be like a sex symbol and pop star and a lister. But, like, Songs About Jane was super popular, and they were on the radio all the time, and I'm sure that they got what they wanted out of that album. So, like, why did they just Because songs go that good are hard fully... to write, I think. I, I, was, I think that songs that good are hard to write. They had all their lives to write that first album. It was so, so good. And they were like, you know what? We can try to double down, make another good album, and then go the John Mayer route where we can just kind of do whatever we want and everyone will think we're cool. Or we can just totally sell out. And the thing that sucks is that second record actually had some good songs too. What's the uh, the uh, is misery? Was that on there? Yeah, I think misery I, was it, a good is song. It ca- is it called V? Uh, I think so. The um, it won't be soon before long is the is the second one. I think that's the one you're talking about. Makes me wonder. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That 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 was a pretty that had some pretty good singles. Yeah. I don't uh, know about it as a full album, but. I liked a couple of those singles. Definitely more more poppy. Like that was a transition into like going full south. Oh yes, right, exactly. And then it got, it just got so bad. Like I payphone and all that stuff. That's so disappointing. And I mean Sarah Bareilles, Sarah Bareilles and Maroon Five, I think are kind of an interesting case study. If you just look at both of them, they both came out with great, great first albums. Um, obviously, had a lot of success off those albums. And Sarah Bareilles kind of hunkered down and tried to craft another actually good album. Maroon 5 started to be like, ah, you know what, let's let's move towards the super pop thing. And then they just talk about falling off the wagon. Maroon 5 got out of control really quick. And Sarah Bareilles eventually kind of did that with Brave, but mostly she's still kind of stayed true to what she is. Um, but this song with... Uh, with Kendrick is just what? What are your thoughts on Adam Levine, by the way? Because I fucking hate that guy. I think that he thinks he's so much more impressive than he actually is. Right, that I guy mean, he is, is a the most self-important. Right, he's a stud. Um, very, very hot on the eyes. Like the way he looks. Loving the tattoos. I like that he's not a big shirt guy, <laughs> but he's the kind of guy. That, Wear some well-tailored suits. Well-dressed yes. guy. He's the kind of guy that when he's performing will jump on the drum kit and think, oh, my God, it is unbelievable that I... It's like Bieber with his acoustic set on the couch. Right. Not impressive. <laughs> right. Not particularly impressive. Or uh, Nick Jonas trying to break out the guitar. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I, uh, he's, too, he's too Hollywood. Yeah. He he's just like the most packaged like there's nothing about that guy that's authentic. Right, even down to the tattoos because right. it's kind of covering he, yourself in you tattoos can, is kind of in right now. Right. So. He got those tattoos so that he could be perceived as a badass. Right. I mean Like I I don't know what his tattoos are, but I guarantee there's nothing like original or awesome in those tattoos. I think that that shows uh kind of how mature we are that we can separate his hotness, his uh, <laughs> physical hotness from uh, him kind of sucking otherwise yeah. because, yeah. It's important. I, yeah. Um, what else do we have? Uh, oh, um, Ariana Grande and Mac Miller are dating, and I did not know that. That's been happening for a while. How long has it been happening? I didn't even check. Probably at least a few months. Really? Yeah. Um, 
I hate it. Very odd couple. Very odd couple. There was a video of them. Good for Mac Miller, though, because that guy just... Uh, Shouldn't get he, anything? He's batting a th- way out of his league, like, by having a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's what... This goes back to the squirrel uh, thing in um, We Are Your Friends, when he bangs the crazy girl, and you were like, oh, he's kind of dating up there by that being a person. <laughs> right. um, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Mac Miller. But Mac Miller, I think Mac, Mac Miller is probably like a, he's a cool. He seems like a cool dude. Like I would hang out with Mac Miller, probably have a good time. Yeah, like sure. But Ariana Grande doesn't seem to be the kind of person that's like this is a normal fun person. I'm gonna date this person. I feel like I, I judge everybody who dates Ariana Grande. She's she's just a little baby. But why wouldn't you date Ariana Grande if you're Mac Miller? Oh right, you gotta take that. <laughs> right. Um, but I I'm judging Ariana Grande way worse than for dating Mac Miller than I am for Mac Miller dating. Someone, it was either Pigeons and Planes or Noisy or one of those things, and they posted a video of them performing a song together, and it was like as if uh, as if Mac Miller and Ariana Grande weren't already relationship goals. I'm like, bro, that, that is so <laughs> not relationship you, I don't goals. Think you know what that term means? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Relationship goals is. The relation, how you wish your relationship could be. That's a friggin' weird relationship. What do they do? Yeah, I have no idea. That's. I, I don't want to think about their I wanna, sex. I want to. I want to hang out. He, he, by the way, he's got to have like a hog. Or something. I think so. Yeah. I like to think that for Mac Miller. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. He's got to. She, but they were doing th- this performance. You got to watch it. It's it's weird and uncomfortable. They're doing the thing where they're turning the mics to each other, the uh, kind of like Stevie and Lindsay Silver Springs thing. And they're uh, except Stevie and Lindsay look at each other like there's the most sexual tension in the world. But they look at each other like they're doing kind of the flirty Ja Rule J Lo thing. And I'm like, bruh, Ja Rule and J Lo get to do that because they may have maybe had sex. Who knows? <laughs> right. You guys are just kind of creeping me out right now. <laughs> uh, by the way, is Silver Springs a cover? No, it is. I'm so glad you asked this. People don't. P- people need to know about Silver Springs. Silver Springs was recorded for Rumors. Stevie wrote it. That's her kind of ultimate to Lindsay song. And they left it off the album. They put uh, the song I Don't Want to Know on instead, and they cut Silver Springs. And then when they did the the dance in 1997, which was their kind of reunion, they did this big tour, That was they each uh, played a song, a new song by one of the writers. So like Christine did a song, um, Lindsay did a song, and Stevie did a song. And the song they did for Stevie was Silver Springs. And they played it. And everyone was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This is unbelievable. Because, like, but L- I, Lindsay's showing up with a song. It's going <laughs> to be like, dude, you've been doing bad shit for a long time. This is awful. But that sounds like a classic, classic song. Yeah. So it was essentially a cover of themselves. It was a, a, just an, a very long, unreleased but song. But I bring that up because if you listen to the dance, at the end of that performance... So she drops. Is a so great old song. Yeah, yeah, I love that move. Just yeah, patting yourself on the back for writing an unbelievable song. <laughs> oh, that she says great. <laughs> yeah, this is a great old song. Yeah, we wrote it. So I'm also glad that you even know the little banter stuff there. Um, yeah, that's kind of I think a little bit of a shot at at Lindsay and Mick for 
saying, you know, l- let's leave this one off the album. Because for my money, Silver Springs is Fleetwood Mac's best song ever. And I think it's so crazy that the, uh, Rumors is considered their best album, which it's probably is. Um, and I like the dance. This was left... Uh, the oh, dance I, mean, is, I mean, it's it's tough to say, like, a, a band's best album is a live album. Right, but... But it's the most enjoyable one. I listen to the dance probably as often as I listen to Rumors. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Um, and... Also, the self-titled Fleetwood Mac album that they did, uh, the first one with Stevie and Lindsay, because that was when they were together. That was when the whole band was together and breaking up. And the next one, they were just like, all right, hate you guys. (laughs) Wrote some stuff about it. Let's get down. Um, That was Fleetwood Mac talk. Definitely a recurring segment. Unplanned, but I love it. Um, I uh, I think we got to wrap out here, but... uh, we are going to do pregame shows on Facebook Live once we figure out how to do Facebook Live. Uh, what do you mean by pregame shows? Because I don't understand. Before we record. Oh, so okay. you were saying we should do Facebook yeah, Live stuff. Okay. And I think when I come to record these, we should. It's a pretty good idea because then we can take questions and stuff too that we can answer on the pro- on the podcast. And plus, it spreads podcast. out the content because if we record the episodes, say on Sundays and Thursdays, then you're getting content from the bad boys on. Monday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four days a week. Most of your week involves the bad boys of podcasting. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, we'll see how often we do that. We'll see if we do it. Could be a kind of merch situation. But uh, that's uh, that's an idea that I think could be cool. Uh, let's wrap up with Color Rush uniforms. Because okay. people are dogging them. And why you got to be so rude? So my thing on the color rush uniforms is I and I wrote about this. I like the jerseys. A lot of the jerseys That's what Dan are. Kagan was saying yesterday. A okay. lot of the jerseys are very good, but they're ruined by the fact that they're complemented with the same exact color pants and socks and cleats. It's just so it's such overkill. You don't need the fucking monochrome uniforms. Yeah, I agree with that. But maybe I think I like the jerseys so much though that. I'm just kind of down. And I like the colors that they choose. Um, the color that the Chargers used last night, it was like a dark royal blue. That was that's, I don't think I've ever seen that color in my life. I also dug the fact that they switched out the face masks, face masks for yellow face masks. Right. And you're a big, you're a big uh, football helmet guy. Yeah. So you notice that stuff. The Broncos thought their jerseys were great. Uh, I loved their helmets Loved the as helmet. Well. Yep. Yeah. I got the old D on there. Big fan of the D. Um so kind of the horse D. <laughs> what's that? The horse, the horse D. D. Yeah. We were actually asked to do a Joe Mangiello heat check, and it's important we do because he was at the Penguins game. He was, and he uh, he wore a jersey, and big fan of that. It's he the, uh, he looks he looks hunky. That's the, maybe the best thing that's happened to the Penguins in the last year, I would say. Probably, yeah. yeah. Congrats on the sex. Wow, Mangiello makes Crosby look like a little bitch I in know. this picture. <laughs> Like if if you were to see this picture, who's the hockey player? Yes, yeah. <laughs> who's the hockey player and who is the Hollywood dweeb? 